On today's show, we'll speculate over a few defensemen that the Dallas Stars could possibly pursue leading up to the NHL trade deadline. We'll talk about a few guys from Arizona, Vancouver, and then to close things out, we'll talk about Stars owner Tom Gillardi as he's making headlines yet again with another spicy statement. All of this coming up on a Friday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, February 24th. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, Thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen or watch the show. And wanted to talk a little bit more with some trade deadline speculation. Lots of talk this week about players from the Chicago Blackhawks. The Stars still need maybe a little bit more scoring. They need to add something to their roster. They need to make some kind of move uh, with the deadline coming up in a week. Uh, otherwise, I think that they could find themselves with a disappointing end to the season. Things aren't looking great now, but there's still plenty of time to get things turned around and, and an opportunity to right the ship. But I want to take a little bit of a break from talking about offensive players, although that that's what I believe the team is going to pursue. But and, and some of you have mentioned this, and so I wanted to talk about it some, that the team could very well go out and, and try to make a trade for a defenseman. And there's a few people out there on the market that I want to discuss, and I want to start off in Arizona. There's two guys, actually, in particular, on the Coyotes roster right now playing the defensive position that I think could be interesting targets for the Dallas Stars. The first of those, of course, being Jacob Chikrin, which with my look, by the time I finish recording and editing this, he finally will have been dealt. But he's been a guy who has been in the, the trade circulation talk for quite some time now. He's been a healthy scratch for quite a while, hasn't played since February 10th at Chicago. The Coyotes have been scratching him for trade-related reasons, uh, with, with air quotes around that, of course, as they felt a deal was imminent, uh, according to their general manager, Bill Armstrong, Around that February 10th date, this is according to an article from Sportsnet that was posted uh, on Thursday afternoon. They thought a deal was coming, but here we are. And that article from Sportsnet did confirm that they plan on scratching him until uh, the deadline comes. So either he will be traded and will be playing for a new team or the deadline will come and go. And if Chikrin is not moved, then they'll, I guess, stop scratching him and continue to play him even though he, he, at that point, will have not played uh, in just about a month, which is a shame because Chikrin is a very, very talented player, although the, the Coyotes have been out of the playoff race for quite some time in his absence and or presence, wh whether or not he's playing or not, wasn't really going to affect uh, where they were going to end up this season. 
But Chikrin certainly is an appealing player, I'm sure, for several different organizations around the league. The 24-year-old defenseman has seven goals and 21 assists, uh, totaling 28 points in 36 games played this season, and also presents a, a pretty decent size at six foot two, 220 pounds, according to NHL.com. Really, the biggest, uh, I, I guess, concern with him is his health. He did miss a portion of the beginning of the season due to some health. And originally, when he was scratched due to, again, quote-unquote, trade-related reasons, there were people speculating that it was due to injury. But Armstrong says that Chikrin is 100% healthy and has been practicing with the Coyotes in order to stay in shape as best as possible. I believe his exact quote was saying so he could stay in game shape, but how, how can you be in game shape if you're only practicing? Different conversation for a different day, I suppose. But according to the front office in Arizona, Chikrin is fully healthy and they expect some sort of trade to be made here in the next week. And the team that has been linked to him the most has been the Los Angeles Kings, which makes sense. They have some really good offensive firepower, but they're, of course, looking to round out that defensive core. And a guy like Chikrin could definitely take that team to the next level. But that conversation has been happening for a while Yet, again, here we are, and nothing has really materialized from these rumors. Obviously, Arizona thought something was bound to happen soon. Otherwise, they I don't think they would have scratched Chikrin, but now it's been uh, a little over two or around two weeks since that's happened, and he hasn't played. Uh, the Kings have not added him, and, and he hasn't been sent anywhere else. It's not just the Kings that he's been linked to. There's been a few other teams as well. Edmonton, I feel like Vegas is in on just about everybody, and I'm sure there's some teams out east that would also be interested in Chikrin's services, and I think the Dallas Stars could potentially be interested in signing him. I haven't really seen anything uh, confirming that they are interested, but I, I have to imagine that Jim Nill and his staff have at least maybe looked into it uh, and given it some thought. The, the tricky part with Jacob Chikrin is he's not necessarily a guy that you could sign and have as a rental and then be done with after this season. He does come with a little bit of term as his deal lasts through 2025, and he brings a cap hit of $4.6 million, which is a little on the expensive side of things, especially given the, car, the star's current cap situation. But th this could also come with quite a bit of upside given that Chikrin is still pretty young at only 24 years old and has a little bit of an offensive side to his game, but can also play pretty well on the defensive end uh, as well. But just with the term and the contract, I feel like it's not super likely that we could see the Stars make a move. Although if they were able to swing something without giving up too much, and maybe you look to keep, Ch you're, you're fine with keeping Chicker in long term. I, I don't think that's the end of the world. I think he'd be a nice player to have in that core with guys like Miro Haskinen and Niels Lundqvist, Essa Lindell. I think there's certainly a spot for him with this team in the future. It's just a matter of could you make it work mathematically also without having to give up too much in return. But if it's too much trouble to go after a guy like Jacob Chikrin, you could still stay in the ballpark of the Arizona Coyotes and maybe seek out another defenseman that might be a little bit easier to acquire in veteran Shane Gostisbehere. 29 years old, 9 goals, 20 assists on the season in 50 games played. A similar cap hit at $4.5 million, but his contract ends at the end of this season where he'll then be a UFA. So you could go after a guy like Gostisbehere who has around the same cap hit, uh, only you know, $0.1 million less, uh, 4.6 versus 4.5, but you also would not have to hold on to him long term 
if you don't want to, you could use him as a rental, a guy who has been around the league for quite some time, nearly 30 years old, who can score goals, nine goals on the Arizona Coyotes is nothing to scoff at. And again, I think he would mix in pretty well with the Stars defensive core and also be able to bring in a little bit of offensive upside as well. And, and maybe you don't have to give up quite as much uh, since, you know, Gostas Bear's career is probably not going to continue as long as Jacob Chikrin is, where Chikrin still has a good majority of his career left in front of him. Gostas Bear maybe has, you know, three, four, five, maybe six more good years left in him. Might be a little bit of a stretch on the five or six side, but I still think at this point he has something to offer. And so he definitely could be dealt at this year's deadline. If the Stars are going to go after one of these defensemen, I think it's more likely they look into a guy like Gostas Bear just because there's less of a long term commitment. But I think both guys would be pretty hard to swing given the cap situation and what the Coyotes might be asking for in return. They're in a similar position as the Blackhawks where they're going to be looking for prospects. They're going to be looking for draft picks. They're looking to build towards the future. So if the Stars can find a way to not give up too much in terms of their you know prospect system, they're not giving away too much of the future, but, and you can maybe find a way to financially make this move work, I wouldn't be opposed to the team bringing in a defenseman because while the offense certainly does need help and the defense for the most part has been solid, they certainly could use a little bit more depth to really round things out and help give Jake Ottinger that support that he so desperately needs night in and night out because Jake Ottinger is good. But as we saw on Wednesday night, sometimes if the defense leaves him out to dry, he can only do so much against odd man rushes and breakaway opportunities. He's not going to be able to stop everything, especially in situations like that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about another defenseman in the Western Conference who maybe the Stars should look into adding. And this guy is a little bit cheaper and seems a little bit more like a realistic acquisition. We'll talk about Luke Shin right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try Built Bars. What makes Built Bars taste so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond now, i'm not quite sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they're actually good for you only 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk into the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You can also go find them at your local Sam's Club, or you can always do it the old-fashioned way and order them at Built.com. However you get your hands on some Built Bars, be sure to check them out. You won't regret it. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Talking about some potential defensemen that the Dallas Stars could pursue with the deadline just one week away. I still firmly believe that the team will pursue some sort of forward at the NHL trade deadline. And especially if they go after Jacob Chikrin or Shane Gostisbehere, I think that that would be their only move with how much money those guys are worth and with maybe how much you have to give up in return for a player like Gostaspare or Chikrin, that might be the only move that you're able to make. However, I, there are a few defensemen that are circulating the internet and trade rumors that the Stars could look into that 
don't cost too much in terms of cap space. There's some guys out there that I think the team could add on defense while also shopping potential forwards for the team. And one of those candidates is Canucks defenseman Luke Shin. 33 years old, three goals, 18 assists, 21 points in 55 games this season. A plus nine, which is a miracle on the Vancouver Canucks this season, if you know anything about that team. The second best plus minus on the team, only behind Quinn Hughes. He's 6'2", 225 pounds, so a pretty big bulky defenseman who packs a little bit of size and of course brings a veteran presence but maybe the best part about all of it is his cap hit only worth eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars this season and he will be a ufa this offseason his contract ends at the end of the 22-23 campaign so this is a guy if you look at his stats he's not going to light up the scoreboard i think his career high and goals in a very long nhl career is only at five but he still has, I think, more to offer uh, than just the offensive upside. He plays with a ton of edge and could help tighten the team up defensively. Um, he, he can play that enforcer role a little bit, throwing his size and weight around, not afraid to get his hands dirty, but can also pick up some assist. I think the nicer part about his offensive game is creating looks for others from the blue line. So passing pucks, facilitating, putting the puck on net, looking to get a deflection, a rebound, a tip in, things of that nature. Not necessarily a goal-scoring threat like we've seen Niels Lundqvist or Miro Haskinen be. Think maybe a little bit more Esselindel, but maybe just a little bit angrier and maybe a little bit more rude uh, out there on the ice as he has racked up quite a few penalty minutes with the Canucks this season. I believe he's the team leader, and I think he has five majors this season and even a game misconduct. So he does play with a little bit of an attitude out there on the ice, which I think this team certainly needs. There's some times where, yeah, you have guys on the team like Jamie Benn who can pack a little bit of an attitude, but he's not quite the enforcer that the team really needs uh, because if he's in the penalty box too much, I mean, then the team really suffers without him, especially uh, offensively, just with how good Jamie Ben has been for this team at scoring goals on the five on five and on the power play. But if you had a guy like Luke Shin, then a little bit of that enforcer, you know, role can come off more of Jamie Ben's back and get placed a little bit more on him. And you have a guy that can play the depth role uh, and add a little bit more to this decor and tighten up the defense. And again, make Jake Ottinger's job just a little bit easier. Uh, or Scott Wedgwood, if he finds himself in net down the stretch this season, could be a very sneaky good ad for this Dallas Stars team. And then again, you could let him walk in the summer in free agency, only costing $850,000. You definitely could make the money work if you know, you're know you adding a forward, you're adding a Max Domi, you're probably sending off a few pieces of the NHL roster, maybe finding a way to get rid of Anton Hudobin's cap hit. I, I think financially you could make it work where you're getting to add some sort of depth forward and you get the offensive help that you need and then you can find a way to add Luke Shin as well and add a little bit more to the decor and shake things up there so that way the whole roster has new faces to you know slot in and just try to get a change of scenery in terms of what we're seeing out there on the ice, night in and night out. Because again, Wednesday night and really the past two weeks have been an indication that something needs to change with this team. Because we know that they can be really good, but I mean, just losing these games and losing two inferior opponents isn't the shakeup that they need. And I think bringing in some new faces and generating some competition and bringing in a little bit of edge uh, could really do this team some good. And a lot of the players we've talked about, uh, with Shin, even Max Domi, play with a little bit of an attitude and bring some edge to whatever team they play for. And so Luke Shin is a guy I would really like to see the team go after. 
especially since they could do so while also not neglecting the need at forward. We're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we'll stop with the trade talk and close out this week talking about the Stars owner, Tom Gilardi, as he's been in headlines yet again, talking a little bit about the Dallas media. And I'll just give my quick thoughts, and then we'll wrap things up right after this. All right, everybody, we're closing out this week here at Locked on Stars, taking a pause on the trade talk. I'm sure we'll talk plenty about it next week with the deadline coming up in seven days. But I've seen a lot of other stars, media personalities, rightfully so, given what we're about to talk about, give their insight on this. And I probably haven't seen every perspective, and this did happen a while ago, so I'm a little bit late, but just wanted wanted to talk about it a little bit and at least mention it, give some thoughts on it, what stars owner Tom Gilardi has been saying on the radio uh, over, over the past week or two. Um, he has making headlines. Again, I know really the last time we talked about him, he was making headlines on a podcast talking about Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan and using colorful language to describe their play. And both of those guys have, have definitely shown flashes this season and taking steps in the right direction. Uh, but even then, it was kind of weird seeing him call. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense since he's the owner of his team. He has high expectations for them, but calling them out in that manner and I mean, not having that conversation privately and maybe maybe he did, but just felt a little bit odd to call out his players in that regard. It seems to have worked out. I think both guys are playing well. Both guys did play pretty well on Wednesday, even though it wasn't enough for the win. But now Gilardi is making comments, spicy comments uh, about the Dallas media. And here's the quote that he said uh, on a radio station in Vancouver. He says, I have a little bit of an issue in a market like Dallas. We don't have a media that really holds us accountable. They do to a point, but our media in the U.S. in a market like Dallas tends to be cheerleaders. You know, sometimes these guys need a little public pressure. And it just makes me wonder. It's an interesting comment, not necessarily something I, I take offense to, because as I've said before, and as many of you know, I started out as a fan of this team and I'm now fortunate enough to get to cover them. So I do want to see them do well. I want to see them succeed. And I've been fortunate enough to get to cover the team at games at home in the press box in the locker room after games. And so it's, it's kind of now a balance of wanting them to do well, but also maintaining a level of professionalism and not letting the fandom side of things blind my perspective. While again, also still wanting the team to succeed and win games and go deep in the postseason. But the question I have with all of this, at least from what Gilardi said, is how is media pressure going to make this team better because it, it at least from what I can see and my understanding of interacting with these players and the limited time I have after games in the locker room talking to them for three four five minutes with other members of the media I think that the players could care less what what I think or what Mike Heike thinks or what Saad Yusuf thinks of them they, they probably don't read that much of what's written about them or the team I can't imagine that they're listening to the radio uh, or a podcast like this one although there are any current active stars players listening right now my dms are open if you want to come on and, and give your thoughts on this or just anything else uh, be sure to to reach out and we can make something happen but really at the end of the day they don't care what i think they don't they don't care what writers and media think they're professional athletes if they need media pressure to elevate their game and play better they're they're in the wrong profession they're they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing the the motivation that they have is to win a championship these are some of the most competitive people on the planet. And if they're going to let people like me or people that write for the newspaper, the Dallas Morning News, The Athletic, DallasStars.com, if they're going to let that affect how they perform, 
I think that that's a whole different issue. And I think that there is probably some pressure. And, and I mean, the Dallas media for hockey, especially just isn't quite like what it is up in Canada, whether that be Vancouver or the really big markets like Toronto and Montreal. And, and I've always made the comparison what, what the Toronto Maple Leafs are to, you know, Canada and that market. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are here. And I think that that's part of what Tom Gillardi is kind of getting at. There's maybe just a little bit of jealousy of how big of a deal the Cowboys are in this market. I mean, I've heard people say, and I totally agree, the top five teams or franchises, organizations, whatever you want to call it, in the DFW market are the Cowboys, the first five spots. And then everyone else just kind of eats the table scraps. I mean, football absolutely dominates the media markets here in Texas, but especially in Dallas. And a huge part of that is because of the star's owner, Jerry Jones. I mean, Jerry Jones says, you know, sneeze is funny and it's making headlines and people are talking about it, not just in Dallas, but nationally as well. I mean, it's a national brand. And even to some extent, the Dallas Mavericks have a, a, a pretty buzzy owner like Mark Cuban. Same thing. I, I think the, the Mavericks get a little bit more attention because of who their owner is. And, and both of those guys, Jones and Cuban, say what you want about them. They're very hands-on with their team. They're at just about every event, every game, every practice, just about. Whereas Tom Gillardi has other endeavors in terms of business. A, a part owner with the Kamloops Blazers has a lot of other things to tend to. And so he's not at every Dallas Stars event. He's not at every single game and not talking to the media after every game. Like Jerry Jones has bigger press conferences sometimes after Cowboys games than the players do. And that's just the reality of what this market is. And so I think part of where he's coming from, Gillardi, that is, is just wanting his team to generate more traction in a market that just wasn't made for them. The Cowboys were here first, and the Cowboys have been dominating this market for decades. And it's also interesting from the perspective of the fact that a lot of the Stars media that he's referring to is employed by the team. Guys like Mike Heika and even guys on the radio and TV, Josh and Razor, employees of the Dallas Stars, Brian Ray, Brent Severin, employees of the Dallas Stars, Owen Newkirk, Bruce Levine, employees of the Dallas Stars. Those guys are at games, they're at morning skate, they're asking questions to the team, but why, why would you want the guys that work for your team, the guys that are around this team day in and day out, you're, like your employees, I, I just don't understand wanting them to, to be the harsh ones. And even at the same time, I've seen people ask tough questions after games, even Wednesday night, asking every player and every coach that we talked to what went wrong. It seems like, seemed like the team fell off a little bit and, and making these players you know, be accountable and say, hey, we did this wrong. We need to do this better. Coach DeBoer saying, yeah, this did not look good and we need to find a way to fix this. And I know that there's people out there that say, oh, yeah, we agree that the Dallas media market, the Stars media is too soft and they're not, they're not asking the tough questions. They're not asking the right questions. And I feel like those people are just wanting us to go in guns blazing, saying, hey, fill in the blank player. You, you really were awful tonight. You, you sucked. What, what's up? But I mean, you, that's just not how th this works. That's not how you ask questions. Uh, and if you, the listener, think that that's what the media should be asking, I guarantee you, you for putting that situation, those words are not coming out of your mouth. If you're talking to a player after a game, especially uh, after a loss, that's just not the way that you approach things, at least in my experience here in Dallas. And maybe it is a little bit different up in Canada. But again, it, it's apples and oranges. The Canadian market, what, what football is here in Texas, that's what hockey is up there in Canada. And, and the Cowboys players, coaches, owners, they get those tough questions because it matters. It means so much more here 
And the Stars do have a good following. They have a very loyal fan base, and I think there's some pressure from them as well. Over 18,000 fans at just about every home game this season. I mean, people do care. People care. This is a passionate fan base, a committed fan base, but it's just never going to be as big as other teams, other sports organizations in this specific market. And perhaps I, I'm blowing things out of proportion. Some of you might not even care about this. This is just kind of me giving my two cents on the matter. But at the end of the day, I also just think it's a little bit silly to, to call out the media while you're all the way up in Canada, not even on Dallas radio or anything like that, up in Vancouver and, and just taking shots at, at people that you're not really around all that much. And again, if any, if Tom Gillardi is even listening to this, DMs are open and we can get something to work out. Let's talk about this on here. But again, I doubt he's listening. He probably doesn't care what I think. And I honestly don't really care what he has to say about me at a personal level. And again, I don't think that the cheerleader comment is directly pointed at someone like me. It's just a blanket statement covering a different, a whole variety of people. Just something that I thought I would give some insight on. I don't know. I don't think a lot's going to change in terms of how people cover this team. But I do think the people that do it all do an excellent job. And I think that there is a plethora of good coverage out there, whether it be podcast, whether it be writing, whether it be the radio or television. And I don't really think the team is affected by the quote unquote pressure that is put upon them by people like myself or other people who cover this team. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Be sure to tune back in on Monday as I'm hoping, hoping, hoping we're talking about a Dallas Stars win. They play the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday evening. A big game. Two teams at the top of the Western Conference standings. As of right now, things could look a little bit different after this weekend and the team will be right back at it on Monday night as they host the Vancouver Canucks for the first time this season. But I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy Saturday and Sunday, and we'll see you back here on Monday.